2: Hi everybody, welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We have a great show, including somebody who has a product that I think may revolutionize poker. His name is Jake Kalpakian, he is the CEO and president of Jackpot Digital. They are the folks who have developed uh, Poker Pro. And now have jackpot blitz poker machines starting to come to poker rooms
0: and cruise ships near you. We're going to talk to him. I think you'll find this fascinating. And this is Dave Weishaddle. I'll be talking with Adam Small from PennBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com about all things sports betting in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NjonlineGambling.com has the answer. NjonlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet? And check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market.
3: You're listening to the House of Cards.
4: Night, night, not thrilling, but night.
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, those of you who know me know that I travel a lot. And in my travels, I come across all sorts of interesting poker-related products, Including uh, poker machines that mimic dealers and tables and chips but don't actually have them, but they are electronic versions. Well, today we have on the president and CEO of a company that maybe the company that manufactures those poker machines. His name is Jake Kalpakian, and he is the president and CEO of Jackpot Digital. Jake, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Good morning.
2: Well, good morning to you. And for listeners, you should know he's talking from far on the West Coast. So it's much, much earlier. It's in the wee hours of the morning. So you'll excuse it if he sounds a little tired. I know I would. Uh, Jake, <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about Jackpot Digital, what it does and how it relates to poker.
1: Jackpot Digital has been around for almost twenty years. We started off building online software for, uh, well, online poker software, the type that uh, people played on the internet until it was outlawed in the United States. So we started developing that software after the prohibition of uh, online poker. We started building other different types of software, but continued to focus on poker for the wireless market, particularly on Facebook and and on other things. And over the years, we've added more games to poker. Uh, we were then approached by a company in the space called Poker Tech, who built uh, the best, I think, and most prominent electronic oh, poker table market uh, table out in the marketplace. And through a confluence of events, uh, when they were bought out uh, a couple of years later, we ended up buying out that business, and we we took our software and built a second generation product, which is now called the Jackpot Blitz.
2: I see. So you were a software company that, through some Interesting circumstances that we don't have to get into ended up owning a hardware company. I mean, the company that manufactured those Poker Pro machines, is that right? Was that their product that we would know Poker Pro?
1: Correct. It is the Poker Pro product. They came to us and uh, originally they wanted a second generation product. built for them. Uh, they came to us because Carnival Cruises, their largest customer, wanted to expand their footprint in gaming with uh, wireless software. And then when they, they liked the job we did that, they then asked us to build a second-generation product, and we were able to do that. And while we were building that, they were bought out by a company called Multimedia, who then were bought out by a company called Every. And as a result, we made a, uh overture to Every and ended up buying the, their core business, the Poker Pro product, out. And during that time, we kept developing the Jackpot Digital product, okay. the Jackpot Blitz product.
2: Okay. So... I played on the poker pro machine when it was first debuted at uh, a gaming expo of sorts that used to happen during the World Series of Poker, and I've played Men Win on it heads up, and I've had a lot of fun on it. How is the Jackpot Blitz product, the second generation as it were, how is that any different from the machines that I've played at in you know, the Valley View Casino or Mohegan Sun had them for a while? How is this different?
1: It's very different. Jack, the poker pro product was ten computer terminals, and it was like playing still on a computer. It just did Texas Hold'em, and it also uh, had limited payment options. This product is a completely radically different product. It's it's a giant eighty four inch touchscreen where people play. It's a on one computer, and you can play many different games besides poker while you're sitting out a hand or waiting for a hand to play. On top of that, the payment options are much more different. Uh, there's ticket-in, ticket-out capability for the casinos. There's all sorts of other features, tracking systems, bonusing, comping. Um, you know, you can play all sorts of games, such as blackjack and poker, as I mentioned. You'll be able to bet on horses there uh, while you're sitting at the poker table. You'll be able to do many different things. Uh, so wow. the functionality is very different. Really? Yeah, so... so it, 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 it,
2: while I'm playing poker, yes. while I'm sitting there playing with the eight or nine other people that are also sitting around this table, is there a display screen for horse races, or can I just place a bet? Um, with,
1: uh, how yes, does that work? There will be a window that opens up. That just like you know, playing online, there'll be a window that opens up that allows you to either order food or drinks, uh, bet on the horses, and then you can close the window while it's not your turn. So, and when it when it is your turn, your window will open up to prompt your betting action if you want to raise, fold, bet, check, uh, whatever betting option you'd like to do in the actual poker hand, and then you can sw- switch from that screen to a different screen uh, to do many other different things, whether it's uh, to play blackjack or order food or to bet on horses.
2: Wow, that's, that's quite so, amazing.
1: So well, the thing is, if you go to a poker room now, you see people who are not involved in a hand. Many, Many of them are have right. got an iPad and they're playing online with a different – they're playing poker and right? they're playing different hands um, on maybe an online site. Uh, they want to continue to be engaged or stimulated. So we said, well, instead of having people play online um, with an iPad on a different site and a different venue, that the casinos continue to generate that business. But uh, by having the players be able to play or um, – do some other activity while they're waiting for the hand uh, for a new hand or waiting for a hand to start I should say so what we want is the players to be continually engaged just- stimulated with activity, and you're able to do that, we're also going to be adding many other features where there are a lot of side bets where players can bet on other people's hands. Um, You know, there's a lot of um, friendly trash talk, if you will, on a poker table, and and sometimes from people who aren't even involved in the hand. And so let's say two players are playing, and both you and I are out of the hand, you and I can still bet on the hand that's taking place. So those are little... Um, features and uh, bells and whistles that we're building in so that there's constant action and constant stimulation.
2: Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever, and we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. Its patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. I even travel with my pillow. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four pack special. Better Sleep starts with my pillow.
3: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams.
0: Now, I do some other stuff, but poker,
5: that's the thing I do best.
2: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. Those of you that just tuned in, we're talking to Jake Kalpakian, who is the president and CEO of Jackpot Digital. Um, but what's amazing to me is that, you know,
1: go ahead. I wanted to say there's one other real key feature that I haven't touched upon. A lot of the electronic table poker games, they are just still pretty cold. you feel like you 're playing on a computer. This table is very different in the sense that it is a little touch screen and I should mention really the one of the most appealing parts of the the product is even though they 're digital cards and chips, you feel like you 're playing with real chips and real cards, you can actually bend the cards. So when the cards are dealt to you, you can cup the cards and feel like you're playing with real paper cards. The chips, the clacking, the noise, and how you put the chips into the middle of the table, it's as if you're putting physical chips in.
2: Wait, wait, wait. wait.
1: It was very important.
2: Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Do you actually have some kind of a device that you're holding on to that's like a card? Or are you saying that the visual sensation is so realistic that it makes you feel that you're handling cards even though you're not really handling cards and similarly with chips?
1: No, it's actually... um... You feel like you're handling, you're, you're touching real live cards the way they respond to your hand touches and how you cup the card, how you cup the cards and bend them. So, what was really important to us that we wanted to simulate a real poker experience as as much as possible, and it wasn't just the clicking of a button. So, what we've done is we've made sure that when you when the cards are dealt to you, you cup them and take a look at them the way you move your chips into the table and many other features are as if you're playing on a real table, on a live table. That is a very important difference or characteristic that we have with jackpot blitz as opposed to the poker pro table where you would just point and click. This is where you really feel like you're involved in a real poker hand uh, that with the cards uh, being dealt to you and all your other subsequent actions, because most, most poker players, they still want a lot. They still want the paper and the real chips when, so we had to, we had to cut that uh, differential out as much as possible. We have to make it feel as authentic of you sitting at a, a world series of poker table uh, and, and playing with real cards and real chips. And that is another big difference besides all the other um advantages of the bells and whistles and other uh, functionality uh, enhancements. The fact that you really feel like you're playing with real cards and real chips is a a huge plus. And a lot of the poker players that have tried it really like it. Uh, Initially, we were met with a lot of skepticism, Oh, this is just another electronic poker table But uh, those who play it and immediately say, you know what, this feels like I'm playing a real thing, just no dealer. We're just just fine with them because the game is a lot faster than no mistakes, and you don't even have to tip the dealer anymore. That's right.
2: You're saving a buck a hand. Uh, But I want to get back to the tactile sensation. I remember I played on a poker pro machine at the Valley View (laughs) Casino near San Diego, and they (laughs) gave players who wanted them, they literally gave them a stack of of chips that they could handle and play with during the uh, the game they were in, even though they had no value, no use whatsoever, they were just chips to play with. But what you're saying is that the touchscreen is so realistic that it feels like you're actually putting chips into the pot. That's correct. Wow, I got to play that.
1: Absolutely, case. Yes. So. Yeah, No, I, I think a, a lot of people have a little dose of skepticism and that's all erased after playing this, these products. I, I myself am a poker player and I wasn't too much of a fan of the uh, uh, previous version of the product and other companies that have tried. But with uh, Jackpot uh, uh, Blitz, we really, um, really went after making that uh, feel like um, a real cards, real chips. Uh, experience. I know how important it is to poker players and, you know, we've been developing software for almost 20 years now and, uh, with poker being the focus of our software development and w- we've been able to do that now. Of course, it's, it's taken time, it's evolved, but this jackpot, uh, Blitz product is really, uh, a unique experience and one we think that is going to revolutionize, uh, land-based poker.
2: Okay. Give us a little bit, maybe a minute or two, of your background. You say you're a poker player. How did you get into this in the first place? Were you a business guy that got into this business, or were you a poker person that worked to develop software that was poker-related? How did you get into it?
1: No, I've, I've always been in the business. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much all my life and uh, starting different businesses. And I enjoyed poker, and when uh, the internet was starting to boom, I got involved with online poker and on the software development side and, and in the operations side. And I, we continued down that path, we've branched out to many different uh, gaming uh, avenues, if you will. And so we've, we've branched off from online poker to many other um, technology-related uh, experiences or development I see. shop here in Vancouver. I see. and uh, but pokers always poker has always been something we enjoyed and uh, has been the focus of most of our software development you know there's a lot of other games that we've uh, derived from poker um, that are multiplayer games that are built for other markets right? particularly in Asia and elsewhere so we, we, we keep on developing
2: So tell us where in the United States, especially, somebody might be able to find your new second generation jackpot blitz machines. We know cruise ships, but where? What other places?
1: We just launched the jackpot. Uh, rolled out to the public uh, since uh, September, since G2E, the large convention in Las Vegas. So we start, we just start taking orders, and we're in the process of uh, assembling. And we assemble everything, by the way, ourselves at our factory here near our near our offices. We have a downtown office where all the development happens, and then we assemble the product as well. So we're just in the midst of assembly and shipping now. So Q1, you'll see them throughout the United States.
2: I don't know what Tier 1 is. Q1. Oh, first quarter of the year?
1: First quarter, yes.
2: Okay, just business lingo. I I get it. Okay, Q1. Got it. Um, Now, what about the rooms in Vancouver? I know you have a bunch of poker rooms up there. Are any of them expressing interest in having these, even if they're Uh, just uh,
1: We are. That's that's correct. We are working with the regulators here uh, because it's a very uh, regulated business. We have to make sure we pass through all the... uh, uh, regulations, which we are in the process of doing now, I expect the same to happen where the, the, the tables will be throughout uh, Canada starting early in the new year and uh, Vancouver would be one of the first venues.
2: We're, we're going to have to wrap up the interview, Jake, but what I'd like to do is to have you come back on after Q2 or Q3 to see how it's developing, where you are, where people can try it out, and what other possibilities you've been exploring for how to how to use the they poker the jackpot blitz machine um, but jake
1: absolutely we would love to come back
2: terrific uh, thanks jake, for having us jake kalpakian who is the ceo and president of jackpot digital you've been a wonderful guest thank you for joining us thank you for having me okay everyone we'll be back after a quick break with another interview
4: Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is... Nutrition.
1: If I ever took Roy off of Dynavite... No, no,
4: no, no. When I get to about three quarters... When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite... Oh, no. I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Oh. Eight five nine four
5: two 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week.
4: We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free.
5: Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo.
4: Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe... Ben- No itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try dog suds. Free this week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000.
1: 859-428-1000.
4: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com.
3: We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a minute to talk to you about being genius. How would you like your coffee delivered right to your door every month, maybe two times a month? Well, now that can happen with Bean Genius. Bean Genius sells freshly roasted coffee from some of the best independent coffee roasters in the country at beangenius.com. And Bean Genius actually learns their customers' individual taste preferences, then suggests future coffee blends for them. Well, how do they do that? Well, this is the cool thing about Bean Genius. Over at BeanGenius.com, they use an algorithm which learns the coffee flavors you like and then pairs up what you like with the coffee that they have in stock. And it's all based upon you. Every time you order, the system learns. The system learns your preferences as you go along and order more and more coffee. And now, all our listeners can get a special offer. You head on over to BeanGenius.com slash subscription, and you'll be able to get 10% off your purchase when you use our promo code Pike, P-I-K-E, at checkout. That's 10% off at BeanGenius.com slash subscription with promo code Pike, P-I-K-E. BeanGenius.com, the smart specialty coffee subscription service. Hey, this is
0: Dave Shuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 19, 2018. The soon-to-open Ocean Resort Casino and the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City are in the process of hiring thousands of workers. The Ocean Resort Casino is taking applications for a wide range of jobs, and the Hard Rock recently held a job fair to fill 3,000 positions. The Ocean Resort Casino has taken over the Revel property, and the Hard Rock is renovating the shuttered Trump Taj Mahal, and both are scheduled to open this summer. New York poker pro Micah Raskin was arrested last Tuesday at Nassau County on drug charges. Police seized more than 358 pounds of marijuana, drug paraphernalia, a shotgun, a taser, and documents with prices for drug products from Raskin's Long Island Home and Storage Unit. Nassau County authorities described the bust as a significant pot-dealing operation, and if convicted, Raskin faces up to eight years in prison. And finally, if you've visited Las Vegas, you probably have noticed Westgate's brand new 15,000 square foot LED sign. Unfortunately, people living next to the Westgate have really noticed it. Neighbors have complained that they are unable to watch television or sleep because the sign is too bright. The parties are negotiating to try and solve the problem. I guess one person's landmark is another person's nuisance. have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation, send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOCRadio.
3: you're listening to the House of Cards.
4: Nice, nice, night. not thrilling, but nice.
0: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. Well, Super Bowl Sunday has come and gone, and now the real question on a lot of people's minds is, will we be able to bet on the next Super Bowl, especially if you're in Pennsylvania or New Jersey? And as always, to talk about the important issues facing these two states is Adam Small from PennBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. Adam, thanks for joining us.
5: Hey, Dave. Great to be here again. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. You know, Adam, when we talk about revenue from sports betting, how much money are we really talking about?
5: We're talking about billions of dollars per year. <laughs> if we're talking about the entire United States, uh, according to a recent uh, research study published by Gambling Compliance, which is a paywall site, but this uh, this paper is actually free to download, uh, it would be a several billion dollar a year operation throughout the country, and even just in the state of Pennsylvania alone, we'd be talking about a number in the hundreds of millions every year. Wow!
0: You know, I mentioned the Super Bowl before. Um, is football the chief revenue producer when it comes to sports betting?
5: Yes, it is. It's not It's not everything. It's about maybe a little bit more than a third overall in the United States. But, yes, it's definitely the biggest sport in the U.S.
0: You know, uh, when we look at revenue figures, they mostly originate from the Nevada sportsbooks because they're the biggest and they're the best, and they're the uh, the ones that do really sports betting across the board. When we try to apply those types of figures to Pennsylvania, what would the revenue figures look like if sports betting was permitted?
5: So according to that gambling compliance there that came out recently, we'd be looking at about $383.4 million a year in sports betting profits. And that's, of course, before overhead spending and all that and taxes. But in, in terms of gross gaming revenue, which is how much the house wins from customers each year, uh, and the football portion of that would probably be something around 40% in the state of Pennsylvania. And in New Jersey, we'd be looking at really uh, pretty similar numbers overall. It's a similar size uh, state and market, maybe just a little bit smaller, but definitely in the hundreds of millions there as well.
0: You know, your article you really opened my eyes to some issues on sports betting that I really didn't think about. And by the way, you can read the article at com. You know, when we try and compute these numbers and compare them to Vegas, how much does the actual destination affect those numbers? I mean, for example, you know, if travelers from London, you know, and don't get me wrong, I love Pennsylvania, but they're not going to travel to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania to place bets on the Super Bowl. They're going to go to Las Vegas. How much do we have to look at that aspect of the two locations when we look at these sports betting revenue numbers?
5: Yeah, that's a good question, Dave. And, you know, I thought about this a lot when I was writing my article. And one of the things that I was thinking about is that in Nevada, and particularly in Las Vegas, uh, there's a lot of betting that goes on in land-based venues. And there are a lot of people who have traveled uh, of course, at the Las Vegas casinos, a lot of the people there are visitors to the state. They're not people who live there. A lot of them are traveling specifically to Gamble, and so they're looser with their wallets, more willing to make bets while they're there. But in Pennsylvania, you've got a couple of different advantages in terms of making it a bigger market overall. One is that the state's just much, much bigger in terms of population. I believe Pennsylvania has about 13 million people in it, in and Nevada has less than $3 So you're talking about a state several times the size of the other. The other uh, major factor in Pennsylvania is that, at least as allowed in the gambling expansion law that passed late last year, online sports betting would be allowed in Pennsylvania, subject to regulation, of course, and to the Supreme Court case that's currently uh, being deliberated by the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Christie versus the NCA. Jersey wins that case, and that sports betting is once again allowed in the United States outside of Nevada. Uh, you you have a situation where Pennsylvania could quickly have online sports betting, and what that means is that it would open up uh, open up sports betting to a, a much wider audience than what there is in Nevada. Nevada, there is online sports betting, but it requires in person registration. from the internet anywhere you are and bet on an app or bet on your phone or bet on your computer. And so we do think that online sports betting in Pennsylvania or in New Jersey would be a bigger business than what we see today in in Nevada.
0: You know, another great point you made in your article is that considering that Las Vegas has a lot more international travelers, different sports could possibly be bet on in Las Vegas that aren't bet on in New Jersey or Pennsylvania? I mean, you gave the example of soccer.
5: Yeah, I, you know, I, I was guesstimating, and I, I do believe that there's interest in sports like soccer as well, in, uh, in of course in places like Pennsylvania New Jersey, but I, I would guess that the U.S. demographics skews a little bit more towards betting on sports like baseball and football and probably uh, to a lesser extent basketball. But, uh, and the European demographic would certainly skew more towards betting on soccer or the South American demographic or, or any other. But I do think overall it wouldn't be terribly, terribly different. Uh, we're looking at about 35% in Las Vegas that's bet on, that's bet on football. And I was guessing that maybe it gets up towards 40% in Pennsylvania. And, and a large part of that in Pennsylvania
4: specifically, not so much New Jersey is that pennsylvania is such a big football state you've got
5: two really popular pro sports uh pro football teams and you've also got some some very major university teams penn state of course being a a premier national uh ncaa football team and and so if if there's college football betting and pro football betting i definitely see that being a major major part of the overall picture in that state
0: you know i i was telling you off uh Off air, that you know, I spent the uh, Super Bowl down in Atlantic City, and I and boy, there was a ton of Eagles fans there because I guess you know, Atlantic City is only 45 minutes from Philadelphia, and I guess that's the closest hometown team that they're going to have. And it was amazing how much money was left on the table that I was looking at. It's like all these people I know would have bet on the game, but they just basically can't. And I, I was thinking. The Philadelphia area casinos must be going crazy. I'm talking about sugar house parks, Harris. How much of an effect do you feel that a hometown team in the Super Bowl would have towards sports betting?
5: Yeah I mean I, I think that I think it would be huge. I mean I, I think that it's hard to say because it's it's never happened in the US. We've never had a, a city. At least that I know of with legal sports betting that has a Super Bowl, uh, a Super Bowl uh, team in it, uh, just because Nevada has been the only place for so long and there's no, no football team there at present. But I, I would have that it would have a major effect. I would guess that uh, people would be even more headstrong and, and sure of themselves and sure of their teams than usual. There's already quite a bit of home team bias in sports betting as it is, but uh, I could definitely see that getting even even crazier with the Super Bowl, just with everyone on high with with emotions and stuff like that. I also think that there would be a much greater potential just generally for a casino-type audience for an event like the Super Bowl uh, if there were sports betting allowed. I'm sure that some people do go to some of these facilities to watch the games and and to gamble on other things while there, but I, I imagine that there would be a very, very popular uh, opportunity to go actually sit in a sports book in a casino and watch, and you know, that that would be a really fun thing for a lot of people to do, and, and a big uh, money maker for the casinos as well.
0: Yeah, I think you said the dream matchup for any Pennsylvania potential Pennsylvania sports book would be the Eagle Steelers, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd, that'd be, oh, off, yeah, that'd be off the charts. <laughs>
5: yeah, and I, it really could have happened. It could have happened this year. Oh, it's it's I'm very for- doable. And it could happen with Roethlisberger coming back. We got we got one more chance maybe for that to happen. <laughs> I'd love to see it personally. I mean, I, I think for all the things about uh, the crazy things that go on in both those cities with football, I think they've got they both got some of the best fans in the country in terms of just sheer dedication and passion, and enthusiasm for their teams.
0: Oh, absolutely! You, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was talking to a friend. And I was like, you know, if sports betting was allowed and the Raiders moved to Vegas. Can you imagine an Eagles Raiders Super Bowl? I, would that break all gambling records?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a as a Titans fan, I can hardly believe. Oh, yeah, right. But uh, you know, we, even 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 in Nashville, we get down for our team. I mean, uh, we we get excited about games, even when the team's not that good. I think I think people everywhere do it. Mean, I see small cities like Buffalo with oh, sure. incredibly dedicated fan bases, and so. I definitely think that anywhere you are in the United States, if there's sports betting available in uh, in casinos nearby and and a team making the Super Bowl, that you're going to see a major uptick in in participation.
0: You know, i got to ask you, in your opinion, are are people overestimating the impact that sports betting will have on casinos and the revenue figures? I'm asking this because, you know, I live in New Jersey, and when uh, New Jersey first rolled out online gambling, They had projections that were way higher than what they actually brought in. I mean, are casinos fooling themselves about the potential impact of sports betting?
5: Well, I don't think casinos are fooling themselves. Uh, I think that politicians may be fooling the public, or, you know, the casinos (laughs) may be fooling the public in, in their lobbying efforts. Uh, to gain support for these sorts of things by putting out higher numbers than they should be that aren't realistic and that was definitely the case in New Jersey. New Jersey's been a slog uh, the state's doing very well now the gambling industry's been is doing great and this year it's likely to pass a billion dollars in lifetime revenue but uh, but it took some time to get there and there were some technological issues that uh, were just new to the state's situation as being a, a ring fence state meaning that players can play inside the state but not outside it uh, but that it's surrounded by two very major metropolitan areas kind of right off its borders and so there were a lot of issues with uh, with players seeming to be inside the state but or, or seeming to be outside the state but actually being inside the state and uh, and so a lot of people had trouble getting on there were some issues with banking and whatnot. I think a lot of that's going to be solved but yeah New Jersey they were over optimistic and in Pennsylvania and in other states yes there might be think you're going to find those on sites like Gambling Compliance or on ours the Casinos are able to monetize those customers in other ways once they're in there, uh, particularly through uh, just very highly marked up food items and beverages and uh, and other forms of gambling and room rates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, with online, it's a little bit tougher, uh, but you know, there's there's just that's a different business, really entirely. But no, I, I don't think that the casinos are, are overstating it. I just think that uh, that maybe
0: uh, politicians and lobbyists do tend to do that. You know, I'm glad you brought up Robert DeLaFave because I asked him this question last time I talked to him, so I want to ask you it. In your opinion, the next time I watch a professional football game in New Jersey or Pennsylvania, will I be able to legally place a bet on one of the teams?
5: My guess would be no, just because that's so soon. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say it's impossible and, and I probably, I'm probably on the pessimistic side with this because, uh, Jeff Ipra, who's a really prominent lawyer in the, uh, in the internet gaming scene, seems to think that if, if the Supreme Court, uh, takes the side of New Jersey and repeals PASPA or even if they do a partial repeal that allows New Jersey to, uh, to license mm-hmm. sports betting, uh, we, we, we think, well, Jeff Ipra seems to think that there could be sports betting available within a week after that happens. I'm really skeptical of that. Uh, I just I think that there's going to be a period of time. Uh, New Jersey typically has soft launches for this sort of thing, where there's like a set date where these where these operators can be ready and have all their software approved and everything like.
0: We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
4: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. Animiny.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get 6 full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. Its patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. I even travel with my pillow. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. You're listening to the House of Cards. All in.
4: Whoa. Whoa. But,
2: but you didn't even look at your cards. Looking at one's cards is
1: a crutch for players who rely on skill. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking to Adam Small from ngonlinegambling.com and penbets.com. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I was really wanting to get your opinion on is I know right after the oral arguments were over in the U.S. Supreme Court case, Governor Chris Christie, the former Governor Chris Christie, said on the courthouse steps that once the decision to permit sports betting is handed down, New Jersey can start taking bets in two weeks. And I thought that was way overly optimistic. But is that even a credible scenario, do you think?
5: I think it's unlikely. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm not – I I guess, you know, yeah, I think I like Jeff Ephra who represents a lot of the operators and things like that, and and obviously Chris Christie being the governor – Uh, it's really hard for me to say that I know more than them, but I just, it seems unlikely to me. New Jersey's very, very careful about gambling. They're very, very careful about everything related to gambling and making sure that there's nothing at all that could be problematic that that comes along with it. And so my guess is that they're going to be cautious and set up a timeline that's more like a period of a few months rather than a period of days or weeks.
0: Well, in New Jersey, let's stay in New Jersey. If the decision comes down to allow sports betting, what casinos or horse tracks are in the best position right now to start taking bets on sports?
5: So the the number one best one would be Monmouth Park. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. New Monmouth, Monmouth uh, Park. Monmouth. Yeah. yeah so, Monmouth. uh, they, they've they actually had a deal in place for a few years now with William Hill which is a very major uh, sports book provider in Europe and uh, and they've actually built out a sports betting section of their of their facility and right now it basically just functions as a sports bar you can go in there and watch games and see ads for William Hill woohoo right but um, <laughs> basically it, the, the minute that they're allowed to take bets they're ready to do it and I would say that after them, the next closest would be Borgata, who recently announced plans, and as far as I know, has already started building out their sports book. Now, to add on to that, there's an interesting part of the uh, New Jersey law that says that uh, that facilities would be allowed. I might be mixing up New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but. Um, uh, the facilities in one of those states, I believe it's New Jersey, would be allowed to actually have people gambling in like an auxiliary facility, meaning something, basically they build a, a temporary attachment to the casino that's not a part of the main casino building uh, that they can use for up to 18 months while they build their permanent sports book. And this seems specifically designed to allow uh, to allow betting very, very quickly, <laughs> once, once legal happened um, and
0: I wish I'm sorry my brain fried there on which which of those two states it was but that's no it, I it's could New Jersey I, I think it's New Jersey because uh I think mm-hmm. we made fun of that oh boy they're going to have trailers where you can walk in and place <laughs> <bill. laughs>
5: I know it reminded me of I used to live in Costa Rica for a period of time and it's this popular restaurant that also sort of doubled as a sports book down there it had this tent outside and I was just imagining a tent like that outside one of these casinos where people walk up and order draft beers and, and make sports bets. Who knows, you know, maybe, maybe the DGE will be cool with it. I, I wouldn't mind. But um, apart from those two, I think that, I think that in New Jersey every single gambling facility will be a sports book, will be a sports book provider within a year or so.
0: uh, Yeah, that was my question. I mean, do do you see all of Atlantic City casinos being a part of this, or have you talked to anyone that says, you know what, we're going to stay what we're doing and we're not concentrating on that, but it looks like they're all going to jump into the sports betting scene, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I ran through it one by one just in my head recently to try to figure out if anyone wouldn't be. And I was, well, I think I went into it with the mindset that probably it would be around 80 or 90% of everything would, and I just couldn't think of anybody that wouldn't want to do it. In fact, uh, other than resorts, every single casino in Atlantic City is uh, tied to a company that also has a casino in Vegas with a sports book. So every single one of those companies except resorts is already operating a sports book somewhere. And then resorts might be the single most sports focused casino in Atlantic City they've already got Fastpick, pick the uh, the daily fantasy like product that they're that they're running uh, they're certainly they've certainly got their eye on sports and then you got hard rock coming in which certainly is gonna have its eye on sports and uh, I just don't see any of them sitting out and then as far as the racetracks are, are concerned I mean they're, they're the most obvious ones that are going to want to be a
0: You know, we've gotten a lot of questions about the what sports betting will look like in Pennsylvania. I mean, I, I'm assuming the resort-style casinos will have sports betting. But will it be like Jersey? The horse tracks will get into it. And also, uh, we've gotten questions about will these mini casinos that are, will be popping up around the state, will they handle sports betting? Have you gotten any information on that, or, or are those details still going to be worked out?
5: Good question. I think uh, the details are going to be worked out. Uh, There's going to be a $10 million licensing fee for land-based casinos to conduct sports betting. And as far as I know, they're all going to be allowed to do it, but I'm not completely sure about that. And that might come out later as as regulatory uh, specifics start coming out later. But I would expect it in a lot of places, and uh, and we're also we're we're pretty confident that there will be online sports betting in the state as well. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of issues with it because uh, you know, like Parks, for example, Parks Casino likes to come out and kind of muddy up the muddy up the water about all these debates about online because they've got such a strong land based presence that they're trying to prevent their competition from from catching up to them in any way. But at the end of the day, it's seems like the way the state is moving is kind of ignoring those objections from parks and from sands and uh, and focusing on just overall revenue growth for the state. That seems to be their main focus. And that means more licensees, more operators, especially with these high licensing fees. So we do expect them to allow a lot of casinos into the fray and a lot of online operators.
0: You know, I'm glad you mentioned um, the Internet and online. and. Anytime we mention betting, you have to discuss the online element. Do you see the online component to sports betting in both New Jersey and Pennsylvania very quickly coming out in conjunction with the land-based sports betting, or will the online have to come down the road a bit?
5: I think it's going to have to come down the road a bit. I don't think anyone wants to wait. I think the, the technology is all there, and it could be quick. But just based on what I've seen in the regulatory stuff with online gambling, casino and poker in New Jersey, my suspicion is that there would be a period of at least six months where the DG is going to have to check everybody's uh, software and and check a whole bunch of things that everybody's doing before they allow online. Uh, They're very, very careful with the software for casino games and poker. I know maybe it's a little bit different for sports because you're not playing a game that uh, requires random number generators and things like that, but all the same, I think that they're gonna be checking everything very carefully and, and particularly with online, there's some concerns that, that don't exist in uh, in live, uh, not the least of which is, is knowing customers and being able to avoid uh, scandalous activities on the customer side, which which are more common than people might realize in sports.
0: Adam, we're running out of time, but I want to remind everyone to stay on top of these important issues at penbets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. Adam Small, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Dave. It's great to be here. Well, we've run out of time, so no mailbag this week, so you're going to have to hold all your questions till next week. Join us next week for more House of Cards.